Welcome to the Satori Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Dave Kovar, and I'm really honored to be presenting this this, uh, subject today. The title of my talk is The Five Things I Learned from Nielsen Walzog. Nielsen Walzog was the son of Nancy Walzog and Diane Rappaport, who are two really dear friends of mine. And uh, he passed in the spring of 2017 at the age of 20 due to a freak accident while working on his van. And, uh, you know, any time life is taken from someone, it, it, you know, it, it's, it's sad, but especially sad when it's taken from someone in a, such a bright soul at such a young age. And, and uh, uh, when, when he passed, I was asked to speak at, at his memorial service. And, you know, I had to strain my brain. Okay, what can I possibly say? And I started thinking about my experience with Nielsen and, and what I'd learned from him. And so I want to share with you uh, the five things that I learned from Nielsen Walzog. And so first off, I met Nielsen when he was probably eight or nine years old, uh, and and it was in Alabama at uh, what was called the Ultimate Black Belt Test, what was put on by my good friend Tom Callos, and it was a bunch of martial artists from all over the country that gathered together uh, to to do uh, basically to work in this community in Greensboro, Alabama, to kind of to just kind of help that community and build a house or whatever was necessary in the area, and it was uh, it was something Nielsen did several times with with Nancy, and this is when I first met both of them, and I remember I mean, my first impression. Here was this young kid, uh, long blonde hair, but he he just man he was his own guy. He danced to the beat of a different drummer, but in an absolutely good way. You know, he was a, a guy that was, uh, he was his own man and he wasn't going to, no, no one was going to talk him into doing anything that he wasn't going to do. He was very clear in his viewpoints on things. And uh, so right out of the gate, he, he just kind of, I just, I just really uh, learned to appreciate him instantly. And, and I had the privilege of watching him grow and I'd see him three or four times a year over the next decade. And sometimes I'd see him only for a couple minutes and other times I'd spend quite a bit of time with him. And, uh, by the way, growing up, he was not without his challenges. You know, he had a, uh, in his teen years were rough. It was rough. On, he was rough on himself and he was rough on his family. And, uh, but he came out the other end, man, by just this really centered young man with this bright future. And, uh, so what I want to share with him is, is things that through the years that I picked up for him. So the first thing about Nielsen, and, and so the point, first number one is have your own sense of style. And I remember when I first met him, man, he just had this unique way of dressing. He used bandanas and he, you know, unique shoes and, you know, maybe some unique logo or slogan on his shirt. Uh, they just kind of, he didn't care what anybody else was wearing. He was going to, he was going to do his own thing. He had his own sense of style and that was something he carried with him. And, but in a good way, it was kind of, it's kind of like it worked worked for him, right? Uh, you know, but he reminded me when I'd see him, I go, that's right, man. It doesn't, you know, dress how you want to dress. It doesn't matter what other people think. And, and when you dress and it's congruent with your beliefs, it's cool. Yeah, the worst thing you can do is try to dress differently than what feels natural, right? You see it sometimes when maybe somebody's trying to look, uh, you know, look something that they're not. I mean, they're, like if I tried to look hip or cool, like you know, if I was had my pants sagging and uh, you know I was uh, had my hair done in some uh, Rod Stewart fashion, it just wouldn't look right. You could tell that I was trying to be something that I'm not, right? So Nielsen dressed in line with his spirit. And that was someone that was it was free and open and and just kind of willing to take chances. 
So that was really something that jumped out for me initially with Nielsen. So the next thing about Nielsen that was really interesting is 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 that what I learned from him is to be a person of principle. Let me give you a couple of examples. So Nielsen early on at the it's somewhere between I think first and second grade or somewhere in that process. Uh, Uh, He found out he was having a meal and he realized that eating meat was from an animal, right? You mean I'm eating a cow now? You mean I'm I'm eating a chicken now? And he liked animals and all. So on his own, on his own, uh, uh, he decided to become a vegetarian literally when he was just a young kid. And it's not that because that was something that his, his, parents got him to do. As a matter of fact, they weren't vegetarians, right? It was something that he decided on his own. Is that the, the, you know, I like animals. I'm not going to eat them. And, and I'm not telling anybody how else they should eat. I happen to be pretty much all plant-based myself. But what I loved about this was the fact that he came up with this on his own. He was a person of principle. And I always saw him through the years, always standing up for the undergrad. If he believed in something, he, you know, he was going to always stand up for the other underdog or the situation or the person, uh, if he felt it was the right thing to do, whether it was popular or not, okay? Uh, and so, for example, one of the things that he did is is he spent a lot of time uh, helping the Native Americans at, at – uh, uh, at Standing Rock, right? He was there because he thought it was the right thing to do. And so it's one thing to be a person of principle, which is great. But the next one is that is the third thing I learned from him is is the concept of trying to make a difference. And so you, you're a person of principle, great. But if are you doing something about it, or are you just kind of standing off to the sidelines? And and uh, one time, uh, the last time I actually interacted with him was a few months before his passing, and uh, I was in the office with him at one of our martial arts schools, and I said, Nielsen, man, what are you? That's so cool that you're doing. What exactly you're doing? And his quote unquote was, "I'm just trying to make a difference." And I think that's such a follow up to be a person of principle, because how often have I you know, I had maybe a principle about something, a thought about something, but I'd never taken any action. Not Nielsen. Nielsen has taken actions on his beliefs. And it's something that he always did, right? And uh, and so the fourth one was to live your life like a prayer. And where that came from is in the same conversation with Nielsen, I said, man, so how do you spend your day? What are you doing when you're at Standing Rock? And what are you doing? How are you helping? He goes, you know, when I'm there, I'm just trying to live my life like a prayer. Now, I want you to think about that. I think that's pretty profound. To me, what that means is to be absolutely fully engaged, mind, body, spirit in the moment. One of my favorite words is the word savor. And for me, savor refers to present focused with a sense of appreciation, which is living your life like a prayer, right? If you savor every moment and what that does that so often, how often do I get caught up in what in the future, what's going to happen in the future or the past? And I I don't even bother to notice the, all the beauty around me at the time, right? And and so so often I'm probably not the only one. Maybe you've been guilty of the same thing at from from one time to another. So our ability to to kind of be in the present focus, that's when we do our best work, right? That's you know when we're mentally engaged, we're physically engaged, we're emotionally engaged, you know, and and, and we are contributing. And that's something that some people comes natural to some people, some people it's a little harder, but we can all get better at that. So I would challenge you you know, when you wake up in the morning, what can you do? How can you spend your day living your life like a prayer? 
And the final thing that I learned from Nielsen, and there's probably a lot more than this, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, these, these are things that really jump out at me is, is, uh, a, a few years back, uh, Nielsen and Nancy were at our house having, they were in California visiting and they're at our house and we had lunch and we decided we were going to go, uh, uh for a, a walk. And I live in, in Carmichael, California, and there's this, this amazing park called Ansel Hoffman Park. And it's, it's this giant, it's got a golf course and it's right on the American River. It's beautiful, but there's a part of this. I don't know, probably I would guess you know, 60, 70 acres, maybe more. It's called uh, FYA Nature Center. And it's this beautiful nature preserve. And and uh, when you go down there, it was, it was originally someplace where the Native American tribe, the Maidu, uh, lived for hundreds of years. And there's a big grinding rock where they ground their acorns uh, for generations, right? And you, when you walk through this area, you can almost feel, uh, you know, sometimes when I run in the morning and the mist is is over this little valley as I'm running through the area, I can almost feel the spirit of these people that lived there for hundreds and hundreds of years uh, up until uh, the mid-1800s when, unfortunately, you know, uh, due to the settling and the gold rush kind of kind of uh, pushed them out of their area. But anyway, on a more positive note is that uh, uh, so I'm down there and I'm with uh, so the three of us, uh, Nancy and Nielsen and myself, decide to go for a walk. I want to show them this nature center. And, and so the three of us are walking and Nancy and I are having a conversation. Next thing I know, I'd look back and there's Nielsen. He's not with us anymore. And, you know, he's he's bent over and he's looking at something. Well, uh, it bent down over the trail. And so Nielsen spent uh, um, uh, a, a good deal of time uh, in, I believe it was in Washington. And he spent like a, somewhere like a year going to kind of a nature school or survival school where you kind of learn about nature, how to, you know, how to live off the land, how to, how to really be at one with, you know, what, what uh, uh, with nature, I guess is the way to put it. And, and he learned a lot about, uh, you know, edible plants and, you know, and all those things, you know, how to build fire with sticks and all the things that you might imagine that you do if you're at at, at a kind of a, a, a a school like this. And so, so I'd stop and I'd walk over and I go, what are you doing? And he'd, he'd be bent over and he'd show me where there was deer scat. And he'd then right from there, he showed me right where the deer probably slept last night due to the way the, 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 the long grass was bent over. And, and, uh, and it was just really interesting. And then, then he, all of a sudden I'd, we'd be wandering along and look back and where's Nielsen? Well, he's back a little ways and I'd walk, what are you doing now? And he goes, and he would show me this. He showed me this piece of somehow this piece of driftwood that had ended up. And this is quite a bit, of, quite a bit of distance from from the river and how beautiful it was and how just uh you know how nature had created this just sense of art and here he was admiring and noticing it and along the trail what do you know uh what do we see we see this uh he goes I, he stops me and he, and there's some edible plant i don't even remember what it was now but he's showing me you know what part you eat and how you'd eat it and so what was this guy and i go man it's pretty impressive and, you know and he goes yeah if you walk slowly you notice things and i've never forgotten that you know so how often have i not walked slowly enough to you know to notice things and it kind of goes back to you know uh stop and smell the roses such an important thing that you do and so uh nielsen was just this amazing young man with this incredibly bright future and he was you know in my opinion taken away too soon but in the process man you know he, he was this great light and and i want to honor his memory by sharing these lessons with you uh, that you might learn from nielsen as well and uh so Nielsen, thank you. I, I, it was an honor to know you, and, and I will keep you in my heart forever. And I'm going to share with everybody those five points again. So the five things I learned from Nielsen Walzog. Number one is, ha, don't be afraid to have your own sense of style. 
Number two was be a person of principle. Number three was try to make, live your life trying to make a difference. Number four was live your life like a prayer. And number five was walk slowly so that you, so that you can notice things. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's uh, podcast. I know it was short, but but hopefully if you wanted more time, you can listen to it again if it was worth it. And, and have an incredibly great day. And uh, I wish all of you the best. Take care. <music>